I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Chop. Brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast, the sports podcast where we sometimes talk about sports. As you know, if you follow me on Twitter, we have Adam Schefter on today's show. Great interview, great guy. Love that he came through. Do want to know that he came on a day before all the Odell rumors dropped and everything, which is funny because he kind of made fun of me for saying that there was Odell rumors and then Odell rumors happened the day after. But do want to set up some context there. Uh, I don't think it changes what he said. I think he was very adamant and he gave us some great draft stuff. Obviously, the draft is this week. Adam, I thought it was a very good conversation. Yeah, it was quick, concise, because Schefter had to run, because he obviously has a lot of things on his plate right now leading up to the draft. But yeah, listen to the conversation. He's going to give you some nuggets. And when you kind of, you know, out of the blue, brought up the Odell Beckham trade rumors, uh, Schefter had definitive take on them and probably the most interesting aspect of the conversation. But a lot of good stuff to prep for the draft on Thursday. Yeah, really fun stuff. After the Schefter interview, we're going to dive into some last dance reactions. We got our man Zion with us. Uh, talk about the, everything that happened on night one, episode one, episode two, all that, and share our thoughts. And then, you know what? We're going to have some fun, right, Adam? That's the goal. Let's do it. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Adam Schefter, senior ESPN NFL insider, the Adam Schefter podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. Let's talk some football. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. How are you doing? We're good. We see you're in your office, uh, nice and cozy. Uh, I don't know if cozy yet, but I'm in my office. I've been in my office quite a bit the last month. <laughs> Let's say the number one ranked bookshelf in the complex universe belongs to you. <laughs> well, you guys, thank you very much. I appreciate the number one ranking. That's very kind of you. I mean, yeah, everyone did bow down to it. So it's not like, you know, we didn't, we didn't pull us out of thin air. Everyone definitely gave you praise that we talked to for it. So, well, well I appreciate that. That's very, that's very kind. And, and, uh, it's nice. Uh, my, my wife, the award means a lot more to my wife than it does to me. <laughs> yeah, no, no one, everybody, when we put out rankings, they can test the rankings. No one contested this ranking. So that you should feel very proud about that. Well, uh, if, if, if those walls could talk. <laughs> right. Adam, let's get into some draft talk because that's what everybody wants to know about right now. What's, yes, sir. What's, what do you think is going to be the biggest surprise when we look <laughs> back at the first round once it's over? Well, if we knew that, we, we it wouldn't be a surprise, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough to tell you the surprise. You know, the great thing about every draft is there's always something that you weren't expecting. Like, whoa, one guy fell, right? Like Johnny Manziel slid the way he did. Aaron Rodgers slid where he did. Laramie Tunsil, you know, pictures emerge of him doing whatever he's doing. <laughs> I mean, there's always something. That's what makes the draft such great theater because there's always something that nobody forecasts. Right now, mm-hmm. going in, there's been so much conversation about Tua and where he's going to go and how healthy he is. And so, you know, there's a real chance that the surprise will be around Tua, but, you know, I, I don't know what that surprise will be. We'll see. Is he definitely going to be the second quarterback taken? No. Wow. Not, def- not definitely. So who could potentially be the third or the second quarterback over Tua? Well, Justin Herbert will be the second guy taken. If not George Love. I, I, I think uh, Todd McShay is going to milk Kuyper $5,000 for making that bet about who goes first personally. But but we'll see. Jordan Love is a good quarterback, and I think Jordan Love will be a first-round pick too. But, again, maybe that's the surprise. Like, whoa, I didn't see Jordan Love going second before any of these guys, and there it is. Sitting here today, you know, just over a week out of the draft, I, I think that my guess would be that Burrow goes one and Herbert goes two, and two is right there with him. That's my guess, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Is the Tua stuff, obviously he's very talented. Is it just teams do not know about the medicals, even though he's tried to be as transparent as possible? But Yeah. You know. He's been as transparent as possible. He's done a great job, and he's further along than I think a lot of people thought he would be. He's doing very well right now. And, again, but you're still talking about a hip injury. You're still in a situation where 
I, I think teams would like to get their hands on him. Look, look, the teams have gotten as much good information as they can on him. He's looked as well as he can. His progress has been better than anybody could have expected. He's further along than anybody would have imagined. I mean, we go on and on. Mm -hmm. It's all true. Like, the guy's doing very, very well. But I still say that there's nothing like a team uh, being able to have its doctor thoroughly examine a guy and draw its own conclusions. And that hasn't happened and can happen. That's not to his fault. So if it wasn't for Tua's hip right now, he definitely would be number two. It's not like Justin Herbert's done something to like really elevate himself I, to that number I, two I, slot. I, I, I don't know that. I wouldn't say that. I, mm -hmm. I just think that that right now uh, may be an issue. I'm not telling you if his hip was healthy. If Tua's hip was healthy, he didn't have any injuries, he might be the number one overall pick. Yeah. I mean, that, that could be. Who's more likely to trade down, the Lions or the Giants? I think those, I think everybody's saying the draft is going to start at three because it, it seems pretty universal. The Burrow one, Chase Young two, or are you not seeing it? Um, you know, I, I I don't know the answer to that. You know, the Giants or Lions. What I could say to you is that I'm sure both teams are interested in trading back. Now, you know, the draft gets going, and maybe the Lions asking too much, and and the Giants aren't asking quite as much. And I, again, the one thing that I would say is that you're going to see a lot of these deals that are discussed and drawn up in advance because teams aren't going to want to wait till they're on the clock here. That'll be a difference this year. I think there'll be more pre-draft trade discussion than there's been in other years. Not that there hasn't been a lot in other years. There has. Mm -hmm. But I think there'll be even more this year knowing the circumstances and challenges that each team will be facing during the draft. Are there real legitimate trepidations, though, from the coaches and teams about how this process is going to play out? Like, are they really scared about stuff, either Wi-Fi falling out or, like, somebody getting leaked or, you know, conferences getting, uh, you know, hacked into? Well, you know, I just hung up with uh, – I just taped my podcast, the Adam Schefter podcast with Thomas Dimitrov, the Falcons GM. He was telling me how he believes – and this was about 30 minutes ago. He believes that um, there's a sense of calm. Like, it's just him in his room. He doesn't have 18 voices all talking to him, all saying, what about this? What about that? It's just him sitting at his computer in his house. And to him, that represented some sort of calmness that may not have existed in other drafts. Um, he, he did not sound any more worried about this draft than anyone else. And there are different challenges. Look, you know, we, we got a lot more serious things in our world right now than mm -hmm. worrying whether or not, you know, a GM can get onto Zoom like I can uh, or – or whether his home is properly equipped by the IT guys to make sure it's going to function, that there won't be any issues on, on draft night. There, there's a lot more serious issues in the country. And I think everybody's wise enough to recognize that. And so, um, yeah, there'll be challenges. Yeah, it'll be a little bit different. But that's just what it is this year. You know, ESPN, for example, right? Trey Wingo is the only guy who's in studio. He's the only guy. Mm -hmm. I'm in my house. Mort's in his house. Lewis Riddick's in his house. Mel Kuyper, Tom McShay, Kurt Warner, Michael Irvin, Daniel Jeremiah, like everybody's in the house. So can you imagine what it's like? You know, I, I can tell you this, having done TV, it's so much easier when you're there in person and you can see, say, hey, hey, you, you're off camera. You're kind of pointing to the tray. I, I got a point here. And, and he knows to come to you. We're all on cameras. Uh, there's not a lot that can be done. So TV has to adjust. Front offices have to adjust. Head, co head coaches have to adjust. I, I thought of as a reporter, for me, usually you're texting a head coach, a GM, a pro personnel director, whoever it may be, for information. Well, guess what? If I'm texting Thomas, as an example, he might be in his house now on the phone trying to get that trade done, and there's no one else around him that I could call and say, hey, are you making the trade? Are you making the trade? I don't know. Like, the guy's in his house. I don't know what Thomas is doing. So I got to get Thomas. But Thomas is on the phone. <laughs> So, so, there, so the information in real time may not flow quite as quickly. That's my adjustment. Trey Wingo's got his. GM's got theirs. Everybody has got to make an adjustment. It's just different. It's going to be different for everybody this year. And that's I, the way it goes. I was about to ask. So you guys don't tip picks, but you obviously know about them beforehand in most years. Are, no. you, guys not, are you guys going to be kind of more, a little more blind going in like when these are happening right now? There's no difference. First of all, you have an idea certain times mm -hmm. of which players teams like. Um, and certain times you may know that a team would be taking this guy. Um, 
my knowledge this year won't be any different than any other year. And I won't be any more uh, inclined to sit back on news information or uh, whatever, whatever I've done, I'm going to keep doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say this, that again, we have more voices on the ESPN telecast. There's a lot of people that, that need to get on air. A lot of really smart people with a lot of great things to say, a lot of great insights, like Michael Irvin on wide receivers and, and Lewis Riddick on general front office structure and, and Lewis uh, and, and Mel and Todd on the dress. So, I mean, everybody's got – Daniel Jeremiah is going to have to be here. So that might mean less time for Morton myself, and that's fine. Like, that's no problem. If there's some sort of big draft surprise, some sort of big draft story, then hopefully they'll get to Morton I in due time. You know, it, it, it's not a big deal for us to come on camera and say, um, oh, the Arizona Cardinals are taking Tristan Wirfs. You know, like, so – It'll unfold. It, you know, it, it'll it'll go. The fans will get the information. It, it'll be a production. But you know, if we could say, "Hey, just an FYI," you know, oh, Tua could be sliding here, or you know, this team could be moving, eyeing a move up, or whatever it is that that gives you some insight that's that's beyond the obvious. Or this team is, you know, taking this guy. Yeah, well, we'll get to that if that makes any sense. But in general, Adam, Completely. are you expecting more volatility with the draft or because you said that trades are kind of being more discussed now beforehand that it may go a little bit smoother and quicker and not be as crazy as drafts tend to be? No, no, because again, it's just a different setup. So I think it'll be, I, I mean, look, the virtual element makes it different than any other draft period. Okay, we all know that. But I don't think, aside from that, that this would be any different than any other draft. Every draft has got its own dramas, its risers, its fallers, its sliders, its teams moving up, its teams moving back. W w why is it going to be different this year? Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing else going on, so let's let it be as crazy as possible. Yeah. Well, but but it, uh, the, the interest in it will be, I believe, at an all-time level, just because we haven't seen any live events yeah. in, in over a month. Mm -hmm. So. This is an actual live event. Like, uh, you know, we don't know how it's going to go. We don't know who the biggest surprise is going to be. We don't know who's going to rise, who's going to fall. We don't want any of that. But I can tell you that our country, football fans, sports fans, will be tuned in, I would think, in record numbers. Uh, not so much because uh, they love football, that's part of it, but also because they love football and there's no other alternative right now. Adam. There's, 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 no, there's no NBA there's no NBA playoff game that night. There's no yep. NHL playoff game that night. There's no baseball game that night. There's no spring football game. There's no nothing. There's the draft. <laughs> and if you're a sports fan, I would think you're going to be watching it. Everybody's going to be tuned in. Adam, as a Browns fan, I have to ask, these Odell trade rumors uh, don't seem to be going away ever. It's it, People just talk about him. Is he getting traded? I don't think so. I mean, you know – his name comes up. I, first of all, I haven't heard any. Odell <laughs> we we bust we bust his balls about Odell getting traded because he you know he gets in his feelings whenever we bring it up. Because you know what, I'm a Browns fan. I've had a tough time. Maybe you guys should yeah. go easy on me. Um, but Pete, Adam, I, even no. like no rumor, like not rumors per se, but people always bring up: Will the Browns trade Odell? Should they trade Odell? All this kind of stuff. It always seems so? to be a conversation. So, so? You, you can't handle that. I, I'm a Browns fan, Adam. It's very hard. We've been through a lot. Oh, oh big deal. Oh. Oh, should they trade Odell? Should they not? Well, again, I don't. You know, I don't think they're trading Odell this offseason. I don't think that's happening. He's going to be a Cleveland Brown in tw in 2020. And it's not going to matter anyway because it's not going to be that good. But that we'll leave, we'll leave that we'll leave the ball busting Browns ball busting for later. But um, Adam, talking about Joe Burrow, number one, um, he's definitely the number one player going. There's like no debate about that. I guess the only question comes up is that you know is he truly cool with going to the Bengals? And from all your indication, what you mm -hmm. heard, I mean, he seems to be on board with being a Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah, well, listen, he, he's from the Ohio area. His girlfriend's from Cincinnati. Um, uh, his, what, what's the connect? There's one other connection where at Nebraska, I think Zach Taylor played with Joe Burrow's brothers. I mm -hmm. thought something like that. Yeah, and I'm, has a Nebraska ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so th there's all sorts of ties. Do I think if he had his choice that Cincinnati would be the place he would pick? <laughs> I, I'm gonna guess not. Yeah, but I'm gonna guess that it's okay enough that he's not gonna make a big objection at this point in time. And that, uh, and that he'll be a Cincinnati Bengal. That, that's what it would seem today right now. 
How mad is Aaron Rodgers going to be if the Packers draft a quarterback early? <laughs> you know, you know, if you if you think about it, like I remember I was covering Denver back in the early nineties. I think it was ninety two when the Broncos drafted Tommy Maddox in the first round when Carl Pickens was available, and and you know I don't think John Elway was particularly pleased. He's at the tail end of his career. He wants a player that can help win a Super Bowl, and so I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wants the Packers to be set up and and to do the right thing. But but if he's going to be honest. He wants them to take somebody that's going to help them win games in 2020, whether that's a wide receiver, an offensive lineman, a defensive back, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. He wants someone that's going to help them win games. So if they take a quarterback with the first-round pick, let's be honest, that quarterback is not helping them in 2020. But if that's the right pick for that franchise long-term, well, that's the way it goes. I don't, I don't think these quarterbacks, though, are particularly pleased on being shoved out the door. And you can never really predict when some of these veterans – are going to ultimately walk away from the game. Now, did people think that Tom Brady was going to leave New England this year? I mean, they drafted Stidham last year, so I, I think the Patriots had a sense that, you know, this could happen. They knew Tom was in his 40s. Let's get a quarterback in for whenever Tom goes. And, and so that that's what happened there. And, um, you know, I don't think that would be Aaron Rodgers' choice, but I think he also is worldly enough and wise enough to know that that team's going to do what's best for its interest in the long term. All right, before we get you out of here, because uh, we know you got the heart out. We really appreciate you joining us. G- give us one bold prediction for draft night. Let's get spicy, Adam. Let's get spicy. No, I, I'm not a bold prediction guy, you know, because what happens is when I make a bold prediction, then it turns into a news story. Ooh. Adam Schefter. That's your power. Yeah. That's good. That means you got power, yeah, my friend. I, I've, I've, learned, I've learned the hard way not to make bold predictions. I learned, I've learned that the hard way. I've give us a that, mild prediction. A mild prediction. Well, it's not a mild prediction to say that, you know, it, it sounds like a week out that Justin Herbert has a real chance to go before Tua, which nobody would have thought, right? Like, that's not yeah. that That's not that bold. I have a Dolphins uh, friend who is very upset about that, by the way. He just keeps – he's not a big Herbert guy. Well. Oh, well. Uh, you, you, want, you, want, you, I, you want a bold prediction? I got a bold prediction. Let's go, Adam. There's a chance – that there'll be more players in this year's supplemental NFL draft than there's been in any supplemental draft in recent memory or ever. Why do you think that? Because what if sports aren't making progress? What if Mm. college football players feel like there's going to be no season? Why would they stay in school when they could declare for the NFL draft this summer? It's a very good point. There could be, so you're saying there could be potentially some big names in the supplemental draft. Uh, I'm saying that there could be it, – it could be another draft yeah. later this summer <laughs> that, that's, that's relevant and significant for the NFL season that there could be more players if they're not satisfied with what they're hearing about the college football season and where we're at at that point in time, which, again, last week I spoke to a bunch of people and, and they told me in their words, their words, uh, they had a quote-unquote strong conviction that there would be college football. That was last week. We'll see how it goes. We all want there to be college football, and we think there will be college football. But if the process is slowed and if there remains a question, um, you you just wonder if that's going to lead to a rush of players, a surplus of players, declaring for the supplemental draft. And I would think the answer to that would be yes. Refresh our audience on who would be available. Like, Would a Trevor Lawrence be eligible to do that? Well, I, I don't know his specific requirements. I have to look. But basically any player, um, you know, it, it's a good question. I have to think about it now because usually it's a player that's met with academic hardship or some sort of ruling that's set them back. So if they're saying there's no college football, does everybody then fall into that blanket? Mm-hmm. And is everybody – I, I, I don't know college football well enough to know the, the rule. I got to check into that. It's interesting to think how exactly it would work. Um, You would think the NCAA would fight back on uh, allowing that because they wouldn't want everybody, all of their guys to leave, right? Well, again, but if there's no college football season next year, if. Yeah. And and, and we're getting a sense that why is a guy, you know, some some guys might not be willing to stick around. They might figure they're better off to uh, go and enter the supplemental draft. So 
I, I think, yeah, I, I think that would be my bold prediction, Isaac, that, we, that we'll see more players in the supplemental draft this year than we've seen in other years due to the unforeseen circumstances in the world. Spicy take. So now, we love so it. So now we got something to look forward to in a few months. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we go from the NFL draft. This may be the first time that we want to carry the supplemental draft. Uh, yeah, the I think so, yeah. The supplemental draft <laughs> in mid-July. Okay. Tuesday, Why the hell not? Trey, Trey Wingo will be your host. Louis Riddick, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper Jr., me and Mortal bring the inside. We've never done a uh, supplemental draft before. Maybe this year we'll, we'll do that. And, yeah, do they you know, do supplemental be, mock drafts? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we, uh, it, it, it may be all – it may be supplemental rage this year. Like, you know, like, it, you know, it, literally like supplements, you know, <laughs> supplements for TV, supplements for football, supplements for sport. It's supplementing everything. It's, it's truly the supplemental draft. Right. Right. Like it, it would be, it would be the definition of that. Adam, we appreciate you so much for joining us. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Yeah. We can't wait to watch the draft. As you said, it's going to be totally like nothing else we've ever seen in the NFL. The supplemental draft or the regular draft? <laughs> both, I both, hope. Both, yeah. Actually, I, I hope not both. I hope we don't get to the point of the supplemental yeah, draft. Thank you, yeah, thank you so much for talking about the uh, bookshelves. It was great and a fun little piece yeah. for us. So a million percent for you hopping on with this and for the bookshelf stuff. Thank, thank you, Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and thank you for having me today. Thank you, All right, later. Take care, guys. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Huge shout out to Adam Schefter for joining us. Adam, I thought it was a very good conversation. Um, he dropped a lot of knowledge. I thought the supplemental draft stuff was very interesting, um, especially if college football season is affected. Like, are we about to see Trevor Lawrence get drafted this summer? Like he said, there could be a whole nother draft this summer. Uh, the Odell stuff, obviously, as you said earlier, made me very happy. I can sleep at night. Um, Zion, I'm sorry you're joining us now. We didn't get any definitive Giants draft answers for you. I'm sorry about that. Dave Gettleman will continue to do Dave Gettleman things like leak that they're uh, interviewing Justin Herbert as like the most, can we just talk about how Dave Gettleman is like the worst poker face of all time? No one thinks he's drafting a quarterback yet. He leaks that they're interviewing Justin Herbert. You never know. You got to set it up. Oh, you want Justin Herbert? You already off Daniel Jones? No, if we draft him, we're going to trade him. So I'm not. I'm not against it. Full faith in Dave Gettleman over there. Yeah, he did a good job last year. I mean, listen. You have Joe Judge, the quarterback. I'm the quarterback. The head coach who came off from the Bill Belichick, you know, tree of, of deception and, and deceit. So who <laughs> knows what nonsense the Giants are pulling these days? That's true. Uh, so yeah, Schefter obviously gotten a lot of stuff with it being draft week. I do want to mention our other show, Couch Classics, which streams live Thursday nights. On the complex YouTube, we're doing a live draft show this year. With draft party, ho- draft party. Hopefully, some special guests. Uh, I've heard from through the grapevine that maybe a sneaker shopping host is joining us for a Giants pick. Uh, waiting to lock that down. I, we got to talk to his agent see if that can get locked down. Make sure you're hydrated. Make sure you eat beforehand because we're going to be on air for like <laughs> five goddamn hours on Thursday night. So it's going to be a long haul. Well, here, here's my thing, Zion. Have you accepted my bet about the Giants not drafting Isaiah Simmons? The Giants are drafting Isaiah Simmons. It, does that mean you're accepting my bet? Where are if, you getting well, – yeah, this theory that the Giants aren't drafting Isaiah Simmons because every mock draft in the history of no. mankind 
I shouldn't say everybody. They, like no, the majority all, of the mock drafts no. are saying have Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. Have you looked at them recently? They've all gone offensive tackle now. All the recent ones have gone offensive tackle. I didn't look Giants. at today. We're, we're, we're obviously taping this uh, a day before this debut, so we're taping this on Monday for Tuesday. So I haven't looked at today's mock draft yet, but everything I've seen over the weekend all of them. was that Simmons – and I've seen on, on some draft boards, I've seen Simmons ranked as a number one prospect overall. I saw that on, on some person's ranking. So I'm I mean, just saying, Peter King, Rap Sheet – all this, like Jeremiah. there's also let's also remember that smoke screens and a lot of smoke, smoke is, screens is distributed yeah. at, like all over the place in the week leading up to the draft. So let, let's, let's listen. If we don't if we don't draft Isaiah Simmons is because we traded. Wait, wait, down we? For, uh, excuse me, are you in the Giants payroll, yes, pal? I, I missed that Giants memo. Are you making the Giants? Giants sign your checks. I pal? am on the Giants. Really, payroll. I had no idea. Yes, How about that? Yes. Congratulations you, on that. Fans, what did you leave impacts? Fans can impact a franchise. I'm sorry, your sorry franchise can't be impacted. I missed by the memo of Dave Gettleman and gives a shit about your opinion. All right, but we'll see. when we win championships, the fans are involved. So you're let, so let's get, you let, let's eat. Let's each give one prediction for our teams going into for our draft teams night. the draft in general. Our teams. I think Do the people overall, really give a shit about the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> They're no gonna fuck up the draft. Jets. There's your prediction. Yeah, no one cares about the Jets. Death taxes and the Jets fucking up the NFL draft. There's your prediction. Okay, okay. so is your prediction that they're going to fuck up? A million percent. They'll draft the wrong okay. offensive tackle who will be a complete bust. They won't get the – the guy picked after who they pick as the offensive tackle, the number, whatever the fourth best offensive tackle that they can get at number 11, they'll pick. He'll be a bust. And then Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb, who will be drafted immediately after them, will be a superstar. That's, that's, that's what happens with the Jets. Mm, okay. Zion, you got one? If the Giants do not draft Isaiah Simmons, they will get Yannick uh, from the – I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Ngakwe. <laughs> from Ngakwe, the Jags. from the Jaguars, and then we'll get an offensive tackle later in the first round. And that's after the, uh, Jadavian Clowney comes to the Giants also, which is one of listen, your offseason picks. He's, no, all, the, he's the, all Clowney. He says listen, he's the Giants, the Giants can't lose this draft. If they I mean, lose you're the this payroll, draft, you should know this information. So, I if mean, they lose this draft, it will be an embarrassment. There's no, absolutely no way they could lose this draft. Uh, my Browns prediction is that they trade down at least twice in the first round, and Cleveland Browns Twitter has a fucking meltdown about it. So, that's well, if you're prediction. stacking second round picks, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, but you have to understand that Andrew Barry, the current GM, comes from he was here when Sashi Brown was here, and every Cleveland fans don't understand. They think analytics are the worst thing in the world. So Andrew Barry do, is. Do our, Cleveland fans understand the salary cap also? Because you can't. They you don't can't understand. Have, they got a lot of players. They don't understand anything. Days. They don't understand anything, Adam. So they think that trading back is like the worst thing possible when it's probably not going to be the worst thing possible. So you got to educate the Rust Belt. I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, chaos if they trade back, which I think they will. So that's my prediction. Um, I think the draft's going to be fun. Uh, the live stream's going to be fun. You guys should definitely join us. Complex YouTube, Couch Classics, live NFL draft stream. Um, let's talk about some last dance because that also premiered. The only two things we have going on in our lives, sports wise, is the NFL draft and last dance. Right, now. it's about to be the last dance after after after, after next Thursday. Weekend. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about the last dance. Adam, you are in a unique position. Do not give us any spoilers, but you have seen how many episodes now? So yeah, so ESPN. I was one of the lucky. You know, I have no idea how many screeners ESPN sent out to the media, but they were a little bit restrictive with it. And uh, chops, I know you want to get your hands on it, and I would have gladly sent over you the screeners, but um, there are very specific security protocols that ESPN put in place for these screeners, which they didn't want leaked. And uh, I got a chance to watch the first four episodes. Um, if I wasn't taking notes and just trying to, you know, diligently write down all the interesting takeaways. You easily could have blown through the first eight episodes, which ESPN sent over to me. Um, I didn't because, again, I was trying to like actually, you know, write shit down and follow it up for the stuff we're going to be put out for the site. But yeah, as you saw with the first two episodes, it lives up to the hype. I think if you're not a true Jordan Stan or Chicago Bulls fan, or maybe a little bit younger, you're going to learn a lot. There's some there's some information that's going to get um, replayed and regurgitated, especially in, I think in the later episodes. But it's awesome stuff, and I will say this without giving any spoilers. The further on the dot goes, the more Jordan gets kind of um, animated and definitive and declarative with his takes. And you see like more cursing and just more openness with Jordan. Like what you saw for the first two episodes was great, but like he gets better and better with these interviews that the doc did. So, uh, yeah, it's I, I think you guys are going to agree with me that it lived up to the hype. What Zion, what was your favorite part of last night? Um, I'd probably say uh, Jordan 
messing with Jerry Krause. That that's probably my favorite part. Um, yeah, well, I mean the funny, everything. The funniest part is Twitter not realizing that Jerry Krause is dead. Are you surprised by that? Yo, okay, don't, like, don't say it like that. Relax. Well, no, he died in 2017. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. everybody was tweeting. It, everybody yeah, was so tweeting like, kids. "Yo, we got to get Jerry Krause's thoughts on this." <laughs> What's Jerry Krause? Say? No, for, and I'm like, "Yo, he's not giving any thoughts." The man died. Like, like yeah, I'm sure his family wasn't happy about last night. But at yeah, the same I mean, time, it's like it's that's the one good thing about not the one good thing, but like you're getting unvarnished, you know, completely legit. Uh, takes and behind the scenes looks at what really happened and no one because you have so much time that's elapsed 20 plus years like no one gives a shit anymore to like hide what really happened everyone's saying what what actually went down and that's what's part of the that's one of the big things is why it's so awesome and yeah the bulls legitimately phil jackson you know had a kind of diplomatic take on it but like scotty hated jerry kraus michael hated jerry kraus it was very easy to hate jerry kraus and bulls fans hated jerry kraus because Jerry Krause had Napoleon complex and wanted, you know, and and basically his ego ended up breaking apart one of the greatest dynasties in the NBA's history. Can I say something that's a little controversial? Fire away. I didn't really like episode two. What didn't you like about it? Did I need to know about Scottie Pippen in college? So here's the one thing I'm going to say about that. This no, is still no, but you can counter me. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about this well, for, no, for a while. No, my, anyway. my thing is, I understand it's not just a Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, it's not just about the '97 Bulls. The footage is from that, and it goes into all of them. I still don't really care about that, and like I'm worried. You've seen episode three and four. I don't need Rodman's backstory. They just did a thirty for thirty on Rodman. I've well, seen a Rodman do documentary you, before. I do, do not want me need to spoil it. it for you a little bit. Nah, well, they already they already hinted that episode three is going to be right. I'm going to say this episode episode three is going to be a Dennis Rodman episode. I'll tell you that. I, if it goes into his backstory, I don't know. I and I've talked to some people about this. I I thought last night was very good. Lives up to the hype and everything. Like episode two, I was just kind of like whatever. The best parts of it were when you saw the interactions from the '97 teams. Jordan on the bench talking like the dude trying to hug him and him, you know, the dude's trying around, to get yeah. autographs. Like that was the best stuff because we haven't seen that before. Like, like the autobiographical stuff on Jordan at UNC and, and Pippen and even Jordan's early years in the league, like the Larry Bird stuff, that was cool. The Celtics stuff, fine, whatever. But none of us have seen this footage. Like we want to see, that's what I want more of. That's what I want more out of, out of this. Uh, yeah, well then you may be a little disappointed in episode three. Um, you know, I don't need a, They just did a Dennis Rodman. They did, 30 yeah, for they did. And a million percent, I agree with you in that regard. And but I think there are a lot of people that are going to be tuning in. You know, aren't you know need that some background information. And, and Robin obviously was the most dynamic personality on that team besides Phil Jackson, anyway. But you know, you want more, a little bit more Jordan. And the one thing, the one thing I'll say this: I didn't get past episode four yet, and I don't want to give me spoilers. Um, but the one thing I do hope is that we do get more definitive, like funny stories about you know the traveling cocaine circus from jordan you know walking his teammates like that was absolutely awesome yeah and i want to hear more gambling stories about jordan which i hope that the producers and the director you know didn't wash over and asked him and that was addressed so we hope that down the line that gets brought up it's you know the timeline's very slow the one thing i'm gonna give them credit for and and the director jason whoever is in charge of the music um they did pair up the music with the time frame yeah, and having yeah, L. Kudry's on bad with that with when he was cooking up the Celtics was fucking awesome. That was one of my favorite scenes so far of the four episodes I've seen of the documentary. Like that was incredible. Yeah. Zion um, Zion learned that L. Cool J is a existed. rapper. Yeah. And isn't isn't it just on NCIS? Bro, don't do that. Don't do that. Because I get killed in the office every time I play old songs. You need Wait, to be educated, I've never heard pal. you play music. Luke, literally, in the office. Lucas, ask Lucas. He's like, oh, well, when are you gonna play old old deep cuts again? We miss them. Our our executive editor Lucas it loves Mob Deep and anything made it from the. Well, he is a certified so. old along with me. So yeah. yes, my he, my thing is, am I off base for saying no, no? Well, let him hear. Let's hear the take, pal. Let's let's hear the take. I feel like nobody wanted to say that it wasn't as good as they thought it would be last night. I think people were scared <laughs> to say that. And you know what? I'll say it. I'll be the brave soul. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. That's fair. That's fine. I said I'm it. not. I'm if not we're, totally we're, against it. We're two out of 10. We're two out of 10. I think it can ramp up. I'm disappointed that it's not more 97 Bulls stuff. 
That also, if you're yeah, again, if you really know this stuff and you followed it, and certainly if you're older, you've lived through portions of, or lived through all of it. But like, if you know any of this and you're a bit of a historian, like this is there's going to be a lot of regurgitation of information, and that's going to piss off some people. I I would say from my perspective. I wasn't floored by the documentary, like, oh shit, this is the greatest thing of all time. It's not OJ. It's not, it's not OJ made it there. It's not OJ made in America. Right that now. documentary floored me. I had seen, I knew everything about the trial. Well, you got to give it some time, though. For sure, hundred percent. But but when I saw OJ the first time, that documentary floored, and that was Oscar. Like, I agree with you, hundred percent. Like that was it, shout out to our producer Alejandro, who, who yes. won an award for that because he was on the production crew that made that documentary. I agree, hundred oh, percent. Wow. Like that that the OJ documentary and like episodes what three and four when they talked about the trial, like that shit was like edge of your seat for the entire time. And yes. I thought that. The, again, I've seen the first four episodes. This week, I'll watch, uh, you know, uh, five and six, and then eventually get to seven and eight. Like, it's really, really good. And if you're a basketball fan in any way, shape, or form, it's absolutely must see TV, and especially with nothing else going on. But I don't necessarily think that your take that it's not quite this amazing, fucking incredible thing so far for what we've seen, you know, on ESPN. I don't think that's a wild take. I wanted the Jordan. I wanted to see Jordan like we've never even the interviews in the first two episodes. Other than him saying the cocaine thing and other than him calling Scottie Pippen out for being mad about his check, well, the, there was nothing else in the interviews where I was like, like, oh, this is crazy Michael Jordan stuff, you know? And also, let's talk about it being a little hypocritical that the owner, Reinsdorf, is all in here talking shit when – do we know that he wasn't with Jerry Krause trying not to pay these motherfuckers? Well, no. Like, Reinsdorf, like, has been, Reinsdorf has Reinsdorf has always had a um, you know a mantra where he's not going to renegotiate contracts once. Yeah, signed. So he's like, part I of the problem. Like, also, I like, feel like I mean, he got painted as a hero here, and like, well, the thing is, Jerry Krause is not around to defend himself, so he can't do. So Jerry well, Krause people, is a lot get of shit people on. didn't know yeah. that last night. Yeah, I know that's. Yeah, but again, but, as I said earlier, are you surprised by the ignorance of Twitter? Like, you know, what's up, Zion? Yeah, but one thing that uh, I saw Mike tweeted this last night. One Michael thing, Jordan? Mike who? No, Mike, Mike DeStefano. Complex oh, identify people because when you send Mike, yes. that's a very, that's a very, I didn't want to give his sty- full name. A style writer at Call out, yes, Complex. name, names, All right. and yes. flame. All right, we, we got it. <laughs> the fact that Scottie Pippen hated uh, Krause so much, and we have all these anecdotes and quotes of people saying, that he aired out Kraus, but there's no footage. Mm-hmm. Where is the footage? Bro, they didn't. Where like, is the footage? Where? Yes, exactly. That's exact. I'm right where they're with you. They hyped up it being the footage from that season. And I felt like that was the least the, the least part used in the whole thing, especially episode two. Maybe the videographers took a different bus when they were traveling with the team. But the, the fact that he hated him so much. You, you would have to catch at least it. one moment on camera. Yeah. Well, maybe I, again, I ha- I'm, I don't want to get spoiled. So, all right, now, yeah, but here, oh, stop doing that. Don't that, do that this whole time. I don't want to give spoilers. You, I'm not going to give spoilers. What's the point? But then you're, yeah, you're, gonna, you're hinting to. at it. You're hinting that you know something. I'm, I, that was that was a zero hint at anything. I'm saying I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you any spoilers about anything going forward. But the elephant in the room through all of yesterday, and it got very annoying that I had to literally write about it on the site. LeBron was the number three trending topic on all of Twitter for most of yesterday. <laughs> to be expected. Behind Last Dance and whatever number two was, something Jordan-related. Earlier in the day, he IG'd something about, about the doc. He did not live tweet it. A lot of NBA guys live tweeted the doc. A lot of guys reacted on Instagram and everything. LeBron did not interact with it. Are we surprised by that? Uh, I would say that uh, maybe especially given the fact that... Uh, oh, the- oh, hold up, hold up. LeBron did tweet about there's a new episode of The Wall on NBC last night. That's fine, whatever. LeBron can do whatever the hell he Which wants. Which I do, I do enjoy. I do enjoy game shows. I've seen The Wall. It's very LeBron, good. as we've as we've learned, is very strategic with his social media posts. Yes, so I think the very. fact that he wasn't chiming in and hyped to see it, especially given the fact that the info came out that Jordan made his decision to green light this documentary in light of the Cavs winning 2016, I think may have uh, holstered some of uh, LeBron's enthusiasm to tweet and be wrapped up in the last dance. I, I, I think that if you deny that, you don't really have him follow LeBron or don't really know how he goes about his business. And he's a really prideful individual. So, yeah, I think his silence um, a million percent speaks volumes. Was it intentional, Zion? 
You're a no. social media master. He, I mean, he was on. A, he 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 shared a post on IG. He shared a video. Actually, he shared it. It, it was a complex video that he shared, but someone else posted it. Um, All right, congrats, Kyle. His, well, on, well done. On, I'm just saying. I'm just saying where they got it from. Um, <laughs> he shared it on his IG story. That like like, like four hours before. before. Like four yeah. hours before. Yeah. So I, and the and I think you also forget that he was kind of the one who pushed for the last dance on Richard Jefferson's podcast. He was like, oh, yeah, the last dance. They should drop that now. They should drop that immediately. I mean, he kind of are. He doesn't want to give free promo to it. I understand that. Don't give free promo to ESPN. They're not giving you a check. So stay quiet. But I know he was watching. He was he was engaged with it. He's too much of a basketball head not to not to be watching or, or loving what he sees. I'm trying to think where I stand here because – None of us really know what their relationship is like. Well, Chops, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I think we will find out because Uninterrupted is going to have a last stand show featuring your boys Rich Paul, Randy Mims, and Maverick Carter discussing it with other guests. So I think at some point we're going to get a definitive <laughs> look into the psyche of LeBron and Jordan, but go ahead. Le- LeBron's not doing it. It's, it's He's not doing it, but I'm saying, but those are his three closest individual uh, associates, so. Yes, 100%. None of us knew, I don't think, that, it, that Jordan and Kobe were as close as they were until Jordan went and spoke at Kobe's funeral. I think we can all agree on that. Agreed. None of us really know how, like, Jordan and LeBron's relationship. So I think it's very interesting when people talk about this and they assume, even I've done it, where that they're not on good terms. But we don't know. I would say they're on good terms, though. Well, how many instances are there? There's the dap when LeBron is in high school. Like, Jordan kind of stunned him a little bit. I mean, but he's like a young player. Like, what are you going to do? There's the look that LeBron gave Jordan when he dunked against the Hornets, right? Hmm. Or the Bobcats or whatever. There's not a lot of, like, crossover between where they could. Obviously, there's the Nike versus Jordan thing when it comes to shoes. Obviously, it's LeBron after 2016. When we now know that Jordan finally greenlit this project, LeBron literally said that the Cavs championship made him the GOAT. I'm sure Michael Jordan saw that. Yeah. A million percent. And, 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 I, and a million percent, he was probably bothered by it. Well, not, yeah, he was definitely bothered by it. He just won't say it. He won't say it publicly. So that's the thing. Neither of these guys are, I, I don't ever think, going to come up publicly and be like, throw oh, stones. Better. Because the thing is, when you're at that level, you just, it's just like, I, that's well, why you, well, you can't because I, you can't have. Remember, Jordan's an owner of the Hornets. Exactly. It gets player, into so other stuff. Yes, you can't have yes. this happen until LeBron leaves the league. So it's like, yeah. in terms of true honesty, you're still like five to ten years away from like, getting the true story out of any of them. But this is the true honesty that we're looking for. A million that, percent. Yeah. Like that's like the I think what a lot of people and why LeBron was trending so much in these debates. Until we get the true honesty of how. Close they are, not close they are. Like, and, and you know what? I was talking to Joe yesterday, Joe LaPuma. He brought up a good thing. Because I was like, do you think – like LeBron was going for title number four. Good chance to get it. The whole season stopped out of his control because of coronavirus. Because of that, last dance was moved up. Now everybody's focused on the last dance. Nothing LeBron did made this happen. It's very unfortunate circumstances. Joe brought up the last dance was supposed to air in between finals games in June. Imagine how bad this would have been for LeBron if he would have lost an NBA Finals and right after he lost an NBA Finals, the last dance would have aired. Or if the Lakers don't even get to the Finals. You could make a case that the timing got a little bit better for LeBron. Props to Joe for bringing this. Because think about it like this. If LeBron wins. Yes, if he wins, it's great for him. It's great. And like it kind of obviously doesn't take away from what Jordan did. But like. People are just going to argue. Okay, LeBron just won for sure. But if he would have lost Zion, if he would have lost the finals and then the Last Dance episode would have aired, it would have been uh, bad. Nah, no, been, I think I think it would have been catastrophic. We would have never <laughs> seen basketball Twitter like that ever again. Yeah, but I think it'd be even worse if if LeBron lost to the if the Lakers lost to the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, and then you have the finals going on with the Clippers, the other shittier, you know, uh, yeah, younger I mean, brother in even, LA. If he didn't even make it, yeah, if he didn't even make, it, I think it's even worse. So it's like, so I, I think your assertion yeah. though that observation, whether we're giving Joe credit, or you credit that this is better. Time this for is LeBron. Joe credit because I thought so then this Joe time- gets credit. It's a, it's a great point because it's a million times better timing for LeBron. That as opposed to dropping no matter what. Like yeah. again, the diciness of the finals and how uh you know crazy it could have been. 
it's better timing for it to come out now than. And this timing sucks. Like LeBron was going for a fourth championship. Like this timing sucks for everything on a higher level. This timing sucks because he's not playing basketball. Like Joe's point to that, man, LeBron losing the NBA finals. And then literally the Michael Jordan, like say the episode where they, where they end it, they beat the jazz. I would have maybe had, as a bronze stand, I maybe maybe had to delete my Twitter account. Yeah, and not... if he had a brutal game six and like, <laughs> bro, you know, it would have been bad. Right shot, it would have been, been bad. It would have been Twitter would have been a fucking dumpster fire. Let's let's shift to this before we get out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let, let me ask you this question. What's up? What was your favorite scene or favorite segment from the first two episodes of The Last Dance? I, like I said, all the 97 stuff. I love the, the footage of them in France and like uh, Jordan interacting with his teammates. I've never seen that stuff. That's what I want more of. And that's what I think I'm going at. Like, I want to see more footage of that. Him calling Jerry short saying, you want to do layup lines with us. <laughs> like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see that's going to make me really engaged in this. How about you, that, Young Zion? That, that too, we... Uh, piggybacking off of that, we need more practice footage. I need yes, more, I need more practice footage. Like we saw, like the the Kobe practice footage of him cursing everybody out, saying, mm-hmm. "Y'all, y'all mother efforts aren't doing shit for me." Like I need that from Jordan. Like yesterday, mm-hmm. we got a, a little little taste of it, but I need more of that practice footage. Yeah, like the, we need more of him. Like I, I think it's hilarious that Tony Kukoc. They still hate that motherfucker so much that he's not in the doc. <laughs> you got Bill Klein in the that doc. Was, I don't that even was Jerry Bill, Krause's boy right there. That yeah, was I don't the even know who Bill Klein is, and he's in the doc talking. You know, we can't Joe Klein. Joe Klein. Joe Klein. We yeah. I don't even know his name. Joe I Klein. would say the one thing. My favorite scene was uh, Charles slapping Scotty, and if we don't get more Charles <laughs> in the documentary going forward, that will be a massive miss on the producer's end. There's just I don't that all that old footage. I'm just like, uh, okay. but Charles want, the great. Oh. See the but Charles a great personality. I want to see. I want to see, I wanna see Jordan pulling up in the Corvettes, fucking stunning on motherfuckers. Let, let me make this clear. This is the last dance and all year talking about the Bulls. But I'm here for Michael Jordan. Yes. I'm here for Michael no, Jordan. No, you, you as a youngster need an education in history of basketball. You should be absorbing every single second I already second know the Scottie Pippen backstory. I knew everything. Yeah. I already knew that already. I don't care mm-hmm. about that. Give me Michael yep. Jordan footage. That's all I need. Me and Zion are on the same page. Speaking of the youngins, before we get out of here, I want to bring this up. Trey Young tweeted yesterday, this doc, I'm paraphrasing, this doc may make me have a new number one. Meaning that right now LeBron James is Trey Young's pick for greatest of all time. Do we think that this could sway people, especially of a younger generation? Maybe this is geared towards Zion, changing who they think is the best player of all time. Tempor- temporarily, people will okay, yeah, MJ's the goat. Blah 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 blah. All it takes is LeBron championship for, for that to end real quick. And like, one more back on the not not even the fact like LeBron fans are going to be quiet for a little bit. I feel like after this. I'm not. I'm never going to be quiet. No, oh, no, I'm no. never going to be cut quiet. that out. The Bron fans are never going to shut up. Never. This is not going to do anything. If anything, they're going to nitpick the problems of this. Like last night, uh, MJ struggling without Pippen. Yeah, that that was that was firing people up. I wish social media was around for the '97 Bulls going four and four and getting blown out by twenty by the Cavs because they would have been. Filleted. Adam, what do you think? Can this sway people's opinions? Young I don't. People? I mean, listen. Everyone's very definitive in their who they think is the goat. I am always going to have Jordan as number one for yeah. a lot of reasons. And the one thing I'm going to say is that, I, as I tweeted out before the last dance uh, dropped, is that the Jordan you're going to see and the highlights you're going to see, which may be a lot of people seeing these definitively for the first time, um, that Jordan. Pick any time, whether you want to pick 86 against the Celtics, 91 for the first championship, or 98 for the last one. He would cook absolutely everybody in today's NBA and drop 30 like it was nothing. And he was an incredible athlete and had ability unlike anybody we saw before him and just about anybody we've seen since him. So um, I don't think it's going to change LeBron stands like yourself, Chops, who you know have LeBron as the GOAT. Um, Jordan people or people who have Jordan as the go are going to continue it, but hopefully gives you know the younger generation a la Zion a little bit better appreciation for just how incredibly fucking ridiculous Michael Jordan really was. Well, if they don't I, show I, I any, if they don't show any Michael I don't think Jordan you do, footage, pal. if they I don't show any any Michael Jordan footage, then we're not going to be able. to Yeah, see. but that that montage <laughs> with the sixty three against the Celtics, like like I've that's, seen those highlights. A lot of people haven't though. Bro, those games are on Zion, NBA have, TV. Zion, have you, had you seen those highlights? Before? Those I've seen the full games on NBA TV. 
Like they used to air those all the time. No, it's look at like, you. Look at you, pal. But I think a lot of people, it's like, you know, they'll clown on, oh, it's like, you know, Rick Carlisle, these slow white guys, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like Jordan, like Jordan in his, in his third, Carpenters. second season. Rick, Rick Carlisle come, was trending last night. Yeah. Well, he got he got destroyed <laughs> defensively. He was, he was a fucking disaster on Jordan. But like that Jordan, 86 against the Celtics. Every single awesome defender in today's NBA, Jordan would have put up just as many points. He would have fucking cooked them crispy. Right. Yeah, he would have signed. He would have. I mean, in the era of not shooting threes, it's very hard to to, to say. Today. It was a very He's different gonna... game back then, a million percent. But like, obviously still, to, deny Jordan, to deny Jordan's competitiveness and how awesome an athlete he was and his ability to get his own shot MJ wherever he wanted. would have been great in any era, but you, yeah. yes. if, if we're, he's not going to be as efficient today, I feel like. Ooh. I know that you're, that's, that's you he, speaking. Not, that's the ignorance of I'm you just speaking. Me, I'm right just there. being real. The fact he wasn't, he didn't have to shoot threes. Nowadays, he, did, he shot gonna, more threes later on in his career because of a very different yeah, game, yeah. obviously, in the but 80s obviously compared to the 90s compared to now. Today, they're going to – if he if you can't shoot threes, they're going to just crowd the paint. Just yeah, but he, he, hit, he hit so many – you saw the fucking highlights. You saw many incredibly tough, ridiculous shots he would make. Like, it was nothing. I don't, I don't even want to sound wild. I don't want to say like, – You're sounding Jordan, wild, but go ahead. You sound a little wild. Jo- Jordan would have been Jordan in this era. But it wouldn't have been as pretty in this. Jordan era would have been Jordan. What are you talking about? He's an incredible athlete. Dude. Jordan would are have been blind? Jordan in this era. LeBron would have been Zeus in Jordan's era. Uh, you can make that case. I'll leave it at that. No, I mean, there was, there was zero physical individuals like LeBron back in the eighties. Yeah, he, he would have literally that era. He would have literally, and he would have like been one of the best three-point shooters too. He would have been one of the best three-point shooters. They would have banned him from the league. He was so good. He would have broken Rick Carlisle in half. Obviously, we're very excited for more episodes of this. Uh, we're gonna have, I think, recaps. You know, after each one. Hopefully, I'm hoping that it, you know, picks <laughs> what up. the hell else are we gonna talk about? Exactly. So we do have some guests coming up. Uh, we have Andre Drummond on next week's episode. We can already tease that. Very good conversation coming up. So I'm excited about that. We are gonna have some last dance teases in there. Adam spoilers. Yeah, all that kind of no stuff. No spoilers, so, pal. Uh, we love all of you. Everybody, stay safe. This is another episode of Load Management Podcast. We appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you go back, listen to some old episodes, some great gems, some good LeBron Jordan talking the Stephon Marbury episode. I will add uh, some good hoops conversations if you're if you're looking for that kind of thing. So and Couch Classics on Thursday too. Yes, again, Couch More Classics plug. Thursday Complex YouTube. Check us out. Uh, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Uh, special thanks to our producer Alejandro De Jesus, our associate producer and sound engineer Jasmine Plata, production manager. Chancel Correa, talent booker Shanice Kelman, director of talent relations Kristen Price, Harrell, manager of operations in LA, our man Josh Dodd, senior director of operations Jen Stewart. Very special shout out to my man Donnie Kwok for running the whole damn thing around here. We'll see you next time.